cliffcentral.com. Dr. Brianna Fox is a psychological criminologist. She was awarded her doctorate at Cambridge University. She's also a former FBI special agent and is now a professor of criminology in the U.S. at the University of South Tampa in Florida. Dr. Fox uses her specialization in evidence-based profiling to work alongside many police departments, advising them how to identify offenders and prevent crime in their communities. Dr. Fox, it's a great pleasure to have you on the show this morning. Thank you so much for being uh, available to talk to us. Absolutely, and great to be here. I cannot wait to talk to you. Um, There's so much I want to ask you. I'd like to begin because, obviously, for many of us, our first interaction with you will be CBS Justice, which is on DSTV here in South Africa Channel 170. And there's a channel premiere of the true crime original, which is called Descent of a Serial Killer season one now we're all looking forward to this i think you feature very prominently in this show and you are the one who takes a look at the serial killer and their path from childhood or early teens now i've heard a lot about what makes people into serial killers but perhaps with all your experience you've been able to distill that into a certain number of red flags and components that make someone so crazy that they could do some of the things that we even read about in the news just the other day at the school shooting in Uvalde in Texas. I mean, I'm, I'm always concerned, I think all of us are, that there may be a serial killer living next door. How rare is this and what should we look out for? Yes. Well, uh, the good news is that it is exceedingly rare. This is not something that we need to be kept up at night about, um, especially since the advent of DNA technology. The the ability to even get away with murder so often that you have a serial killer on the loose is extremely rare. That being said, I literally had a serial killer in my neighborhood. So it is something that still happens today. And, you know, I, even when it happened in my neighborhood, it was somebody that surprised me. So, um, there's not one type and unfortunately they even can be our neighbors and they're very difficult to spot. So how do you spot them? I mean, this is this is your whole life's work, and it's an incredible amount of work, and it's obviously a, a discipline which very few people in the world have been exposed to at the levels that you have. Um, is there a is there a short circuit way to figure out whether someone's a serial killer or not, or does it require enormous amounts of evidence and effort and work and and profiling and sometimes even observation? Right. Well, the answer is unfortunately not. Um, there's so many different pathways, trajectories into serial offending. And while we think, oh, they should be so easy to spot these, you know, horrible people that are hiding in the bushes and jump out at us. Um, the reality and my interviews and research show that's not the case. A lot of them are so successful at, you know, being evil because they blend into society so well. Wow terrifying now i know in south africa as in the world i mean people just love these true crime shows you went into it as a as a career and have become a specialist at it what do you think it is that draws people to this stuff well at least for me part of what drew me into it was understanding almost the most unthinkable and outrageous and extreme versions of human behavior um there's one thing trying to understand why somebody would you know act a certain way, uh, you know, pick a certain lifestyle, but imagine opting to murder multiple people. It is the most extreme version of human behavior and psychology. And so for me, trying to understand that was the draw. And as I'm sure it is for many people. Oh, yeah. Look, it's it's terrifying, but at the same, same time, it's fascinating. And I think many of us think that maybe if we'd been in the position that you're in, in so many of these cases where you're close to the evidence, you're able to watch the thing, 
I, th- I suppose we all would feel, uh, you know, that we might have been able to do something sooner. Do you often get that feeling after you've done an important case? And when you've investigated some of these cases that you have throughout your career, do you sometimes get the feeling that if you had been on the scene, you might have been able to do more? Uh, even before that, you might have been able to spot the telltale signs and you could have stopped some of these killings. I'd love to think that. But at the same time, um, it's almost like knowing the way that the puzzle pieces fit together once the puzzle is complete. It's a lot harder. Mm. And what we're trying to do in the show is show all the puzzle pieces and trying to put together these patterns. But I don't want to undermine how incredibly difficult it is to put these pieces together before you know that someone's going to be a serial killer. So, Dr. Fox, I've heard stories about how if someone is mean to animals when they're little or if they have a a nasty streak with their siblings or any of that stuff, that that's usually a sign that there could be the potential for them to develop into some kind of antisocial, maybe not a killer, but certainly someone who's slightly psychopathic or sociopathic. Do you, do you give any credence to that stuff? Or do you think that that's just an urban legend, old wives tale short circuit by people who are trying to figure things out that are beyond them? It's a little bit of both. The research shows that the McDonald triad, as it's called, doesn't really play out. Um, There are plenty of people that show a lot of those uh, same symptoms Um, and they'll never go on to become serial killers. But are they potentially, you know, facing some difficulties in their early childhood that maybe are worth intervention. Um, Maybe they will never become a serial killer, but maybe they'll struggle in life or have mental health issues or have a difficulty in their relationship. I think those are all maybe, you know, things that we need to pay attention to as well. So I'm a big proponent of prevention and early intervention. Why wait to see how bad it's going to get and then just arrest the person or, you know, respond to the problem better to intervene, prevent problems from happening. And you know, then we don't have to wait and see what happened. So, I mean, you're telling me that there aren't any, any immediate signs that you could pick up on, but I, surely there are, there are things. I mean, we have this red flag legislation that they're trying to pass in the U.S. at the moment that tries to identify these people who are compromised or psychopathic or have social uh, problems, uh, psychological problems. Um, are, there, are there places in the world where we can... We can tell uh, somebody, you know, they, they said, say something, see something, say something is, is part of what our, our role in society is. I mean, if we happen to spot someone who's behaving a bit strangely, what kind of behavior should you worry about? And what kind of behavior should you just dismiss as someone being eccentric or bizarre? So that's the thing with see something, say something. We, we can see things such as um, articulating a plan. Somebody saying that they want to hurt somebody else. Somebody um, fantasizing about hurting somebody else. Somebody that is clearly experiencing, you know, some type of extreme acute trauma in their life. These are all things that we can say something about, but does it mean that they are going to become a serial killer? Or does it mean that they're experiencing stress and strain in their life that probably deserves intervention either way? We, I would err on the side of report it, tell authorities, we can get that person's services that they need. Even if they're not going to become a serial killer, that person still needs help. So what, what role does morality play in all of this? You know, we, we know that certain people, uh, even if they are perhaps prone to these kinds of behaviors, can be rectified by society if, they, if they're raised in certain conditions with good norms and values. What do you, what do you feel morality, if, if it has any role at all, what role do you think morality has to play in this? There's actually a lot of interesting research on morality. And the, the problem is that it's really 
nature and nurture. So there's no one thing that's going to override. You can have a, you know, a, a very bad childhood and have great parents and still end up in a very successful life. Whew. Um, you're not making me feel any better here, Doc. <laughs> this is scary. Yeah, unfortunately, the topic area, I think, is lends itself to that. But the good news is that there's always hope and we can prevent a lot of these horrific crimes, as I've always advocated for. Um, there's no one cause of serial killing. We certainly see, you know, red flags. But the reason why I'm not saying there's one cause of serial killing is because they're all opportunities for intervention. And we start seeing them more as that will be better suited to actually prevent things, whether or not it's serial killing or some other negative outcome. Well, I'm thrilled we got to speak to you. I know that you're a very busy uh, person and you've got a lot to do. You're, you're lecturing, you're helping solve uh, all kinds of complicated cases, and you've had an incredible and illustrious career up to now. So it's great to be able to speak to you. And I've got to remind people that episodes one to five of the show air on Sunday the 3rd until Sunday the 31st of July. So that's next month at uh, 8 o'clock in the evening. So that's Sunday the 3rd to Sunday the 31st of July, 8 o'clock. It's called Descent of a Serial Killer on CBS Justice, which is DSTV Channel 170. And one of the stars of that show, Dr. Brianna Fox, who we've just been speaking to. Doctor, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Have a great day, Gareth. Great pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is Dr. Brianna Fox, Descent of a Serial Killer. It sounds like something we should all be watching. I'm really perturbed by the fact that she said there's no real way you can spot these people until sometimes it's too late. But we've got to keep hoping that they'll find those red flags. And if you see anybody who's behaving strangely, I suppose you've got to try and find someone who knows these things. Unfortunately for us, there are too few Brianna Foxes in the world and too many serial killers. Cliffcentral.com.